Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. Hey everybody, I'm finally back. It's great to be here. Sorry it took so long. If you listened to my last podcast, you knew that I had company and travel and graduations and visitors and all sorts of stuff over the last uh, couple weeks. And I'm back and we'll be back on schedule, hopefully. Thanks for the response to the last podcast. Um, I had been trying to help a few people with um, the kid situation and evidently I answered a few questions in that. So thanks for letting me know that that helped. Uh, today what I want to talk about is um, one of the words that when you start looking up toxic relationship you are definitely going to run across the word hoovering. Um, H-O-O-V-E-R-I-N-G. Um, it is derived from the Hoover vacuum, and it is a tactic that is used by toxic people, narcissistic people, emotionally abusive people, um, not only to suck you back into the relationship or into their control, but then once they get you back in, continue to treat you like dirt. Um, assuming that most of you have been in a toxic relationship, emotionally abused or have lived or are living in a nurse with a narcissistic type personality um, if I am right then I know that overwhelming feeling of dread um, that you feel in your entire body when they are present um, when the toxic person is on the phone uh, when somebody asks you about them when you hear someone speaking about them when you observe them or see them or pass them on the road uh, for those of you who have been able to remove yourself for a time, or hopefully permanently, you know how it feels to wake up in the morning and not have that overwhelming feeling of doom. That is how life should feel. You should be able to wake up and face the day with confidence and full of ambition. How many know what it feels like to wake up this way? How many of you know, how many of you are waking up this way right now? And how many wish you were able to wake up this way? To wake up not worried about the day, not worried what may or may not happen, not worried how you will get all of your stuff done to perfection, not worried about putting out fires before your feet hit the floor, uh, wake up not worried about being in trouble, not worried about how you're going to keep conflicts down. How many of you had had glimpses of waking up like this, but they were only temporary? And when you felt this peaceful, unrecognizable calmness, what did you think? This is exactly how I want my life to feel. I want my life to feel calm like this, right? If you're listening to this podcast, here's the next question. How did it work out? I'm guessing because you are here that you have experienced all of that. And if you have, it has been only in very short stints. 
very short window of calmness, a flash in the pan of peace. Uh, when that happened, you loved your life and you thought, this, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then what happened? It came back. How did that feeling come back so fast? You were doing so well. Once again, you're waking up to your intuition saying, I am feeling like I'm doomed. I'm feeling like I'm stuck. I'm feeling like I'm in prison. I have overall stress in my body. Um, I'm uneasy. I'm sick to my stomach. Again, I'm sick to my stomach. How does this keep happening? I thought I was out and I thought I was strong enough. I thought I was going to really start over. When you're feeling safe and strong, when you're out of a toxic relationship and you are feeling like your life is ready to go and you're on track and you're feeling successful and you're feeling happy, that is the absolute most critical time to keep your alert up for the very ever returning toxic person. And I, I kind of reference it as here comes the vacuum. And that's the tactic that I'm talking about, which is hoovering, which toxic people use to manipulate and suck you back in as their victims into a relationship or into their circle of control. And how they do that is they make false promises. They show false improved behavior or they promise the things that they know you've always wanted. Um, hoovering is nothing but a fake scheme. It's totally an act that is meant to toy with your emotions so that they trick you long enough to get you to either feel sorry for them, to be proud of them, to pay attention to them, so that you let your guard down, so that you soften up, so that you just listen to them for a minute, so you feel sorry enough for them and ta-da, they suck you right back in. They will do this at the precise moment that you are feeling lonely, vulnerable, and reflective. They will also do it at the precise moment you are feeling strong, confident, and happy. They will get you when you're weak and they'll get you in there when you're strong. They know exactly when to do it. Now how is it that we can say no and take care of ourselves and remove ourselves from bad situations with others, but that one person shows up and we cannot convince ourselves that we have a choice? We have no trouble avoiding people that appear insane or openly appear abusive or dangerous. However, toxic people are masters at hiding their true personalities and abnormal behavior from you until they feel that they have enough control over you to begin uncovering their hidden agendas. So even if you have seen the pattern over and over, they are so good at what they do, they will trick you into believing that they are remorseful and that they have changed until for you, once again, it's going to be too late. A tiger does not change its stripes. A leopard does not change its spots. This can happen to you even if you've been out of contact with this person for a lengthy amount of time. You can bump into them at the gym or at a party, at a bar, after a wedding. Someone asks about them and it triggers you into thinking that you miss them, so you reach out. A certain date or anniversary can pop up on the calendar and you'll get the hey text. Family events, uh, deaths, accidents are perfect ways for them to wiggle back in so that 
if they can just get under the surface, maybe you'll feel sorry for them. Hey, just wanted you to know Uncle Bob died. Okay, you're going, I didn't know you had an Uncle Bob, which means he must not have been that important, but just the fact that Uncle Bob died, no matter how close, it's a perfect in to reach out to you, hoping that you will feel sorry for them. The number one very best way to avoid the vacuum, obviously, keep your floors clean so you don't need it. And how do you keep your floors clean? Is no contact. And I absolutely know 100% that no contact is the hardest thing to do. I get it. I know all of you that are out there struggling, I know that it's hard. And I know that you feel like you can't do it. And I know that you feel like, well, I just need to talk to him just for a second because I just need to defend myself or I just need to tell him this one thing or I just, I'm so sick of them hoovering over me and contacting me so much. I'll just meet him once and talk to him once. And you know, as well as I do, that one foot in the door, they're all the way in. Remember, the toxic person is all about control. The desire isn't really to get back with you. It may, if the desire isn't really to get back with you, uh, which in sometimes it is, but it's only to get back with you so they can control the situation. It may also be that if you're, if you're already divorced or you're already separated, it may not necessarily have to do with them getting back in control of the situation, but they use the same type of ta types of tactics to make your life miserable. And what they do is they will move from one personality to the next, and you have all seen it. You get the text, hey, my mom and dad are coming into town. I would really like to have the kids for the weekend. And either you don't respond or you say, what does the paperwork say? And then you get the, I don't know why you have to be such a blankety blank blank when all I do is work, I work out things for you and I help you all the time and you never pay for anything. And last year, one time, we were in the middle of uh, argument and you said this, this, and this. And they go from, hi, I want to be Mr. Nice Guy to super crazy psycho lady. And it's because if being nice doesn't work, they move to being mad. And if they if being mad at you doesn't work, they're going to move to accusing you. And if that doesn't work, they're going to move straight on to threatening you. And I'm going to call the police and I'm going to videotape you and your lawyer is going to hear from me. And, and then if you still don't respond and you still don't give them what they want, they'll start right back over with Mr. Nice Guy. It might take 24 hours, but they'll sleep on it. And then, hey, did you rethink the, about the weekend with the kids? So that is why I'm so adamant on the no contact. They really never go away on their own. They always will be lurking. They will always be, you know, kind of in your business. So you cannot control them. You have to be able to control you and no contact is absolutely imperative to do that. So I do have um, quite a bit more on this subject, but I have so many clients right now that are struggling with this constant beraging of texting and then bringing the kids in and the accusing and the threatening and when you don't respond you get more and it's what they're hoping to do is just break you down so that you're so sick of it 
that you'll succumb to what they want. So for those of you out there right now who are dealing with this, and even in just my inner circle of, of independent clients, there is quite a few. And I know it's hard, and I know you're struggling, but every day that you do no contact, or you do only contacting them on the things that you're supposed to talk to them about, or the things that you agreed to talk to them about, every day that you do that is a huge, huge win. And every day that you do that, it will get easier to do. They will never go away if you don't break the cycle because they don't change. If you've been with them long enough, you know they don't change. And sometimes they, they stay in touch even if they're not being harassative. I think I just made that word up. But if they're not harassing, they still will keep you kind of on the tail end in case they need you for something. So if you know that they have been toxic and they have been toxic or unhealthy to you, no contact or very limited contact with only certain topics is essential for you to be completely free or that you will keep doing the cycle at some level. So I hope this helps a few people and I'm so glad to be back. Um, again, lots of lots of good stuff going on. I have talked to a lot of new people on the phone over the last few weeks and I am so grateful that people are finding me and reaching out and I'm able to help or at least guide people in this really confusing situation that there seems to be not a lot of answers to. Um, you can find me uh, through Instagram or through my Facebook page. It's Coaching with Dr. Heidi on both of those uh, social media accounts. My website at present is edgewellness.net. What it's going to take you to is it's going to take you to my chiropractic office page, and then there's a separate toxic relationship awareness and healing page. If you go to that, there is a form called a TPA or a toxicity profile analysis. You can go through that um, question answer. It's, it's 106 questions, I think, and it's yes or no. You can go through them and submit that into my office at the um, email that's provided on the website. And then what, what we'll do in my office is we will kind of decode that, for lack of a better word, and we can contact you and set up a free analysis. What that toxicity profile analysis tells me is um, what characteristics, what character traits the toxic people in your life have and what types of characteristics may have affected you. It also gives me a really good overview of the severity of the toxic relationship that you're in. And sometimes it's just enlightening for people who may not understand their situation just to chat for a few minutes so you can really realize that, okay, I've been feeling like this is something for a long time and I think I'm getting some validation that I'm not crazy and everything is not my fault. So I like to give, it's, it's a short um, assessment of your profile, but uh, at least we'll get to meet and we'll get to chat for a little bit and I'll hear a little bit more about your story. Um, but that's edgewellness.net is the website to find that. And then I will be in touch soon. Thanks for everybody that's been waiting for this um, next podcast. I appreciate it. I did have a great time. I got to see my parents. I graduated a daughter. I got to take a little trip with my husband and um, just lots of good stuff through the summer. So I appreciate that you all waited and I will talk to you soon.